Hi, I'm Justin. Also, I hate the way my voice sounds, so if you can like do whatever Photoshop does to voices, make me sound awesome. And this is my lovely friend. The beauty in the eyes of the beholder. And it's just about getting into the seat of being the beholder. Haley. I don't think you have to be particularly perceptive. I just think you have to look up. This podcast is mostly just her telling me stories. If you expose yourself to the possibility that this might be really awkward, there, there could be something just really cool on the other side of it. She thinks that her life and way of looking at things are... Oh, I thought I was kind of waiting on you. I thought you were getting your stuff ready. You're waiting on me? Pretty normal. You got to edit out all the misinformation about the Amish. Maybe you can relate. I would like a chance to re-sing the Amish paradise. <laughs> if you want lighthearted stories... All right, you want to talk about goats? And stream of consciousness... I just woke up and needed some friends, and so I bought them. Then you're gonna like the Sunny Side Up podcast. Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up. So, if you're at all like me, you may feel that you're living in a world that can be a bit overwhelming and confusing at times. I'm also a huge fan of podcasts, documentaries, docudrama stories, and of just information in general. Between all of that, and the social media and news, sometimes our brains can feel like they're on overload. Haley and I hope that this podcast can be something of an anecdote to all of that, like little jello shots of joy and distraction. None of it is too serious or really too informative. Mostly it's just two friends who have conversational chemistry talking about whatever enters the minds of relatively ADHD people. We hope you enjoy. We're telling a story about, and this happened when, in 2020? Yes, 2020, Easter, during the month that the pandemic began, when we were wow. all quarantined. Mm. This, this, I think it's the second largest tornado to hit North America. They're like it was, it was, it, it was close to that statistic. Yeah. yeah, but there were actually two at the moment. But they um, hit the ground and were traveling on the ground for about ninety miles. So the good thing is we had a lot of notice. Right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there were only two fatalities in our county, which is tremendous considering that it was two EF five tornadoes a two-and-a-half-mile-wide debris trail for one of them. Over 100 homes in our county were significantly damaged, if not destroyed. So we're talking about, like, widespread devastation, yeah. just unbelievable. The entire hurricane concentrated into a two-and-a-half-mile-wide debris trail. Wow. So in the days after the storm, we were driving through the community, trying to see where the need was so we could set up relief centers. And who's we? We was a nonprofit organization that's based in that community that somehow it's a real it was religious in origin mm -hmm. and and it is definitely faith driven in nature, but it runs on the energy and the money of just any good hearted human in the area. So yeah. it's like a coordinated yeah. effort of everybody just wanting to help, right? And by the way, if you're if you're a maniacal tornado, and you want to just like really ruin people's lives, come at the beginning of the biggest outbreak of uh, like a biggest pandemic in 100 years, right? That seems like because people like, I don't want to be around people. I need to hide. Like that's a really, that's a sadistic timing. So this was Easter Sunday. 
Everybody's at home on Easter Sunday, and you can't go anywhere because we're quarantined. And at that moment, most people kind of respected the term quarantine. So everybody is at home. And this tornado is coming, which means get out of your home, evacuate. Where are you going to go? Everything's everything's locked up and shut. But whenever the tornado is that large... You have you have to get a running start to get out of the mm-hmm. path of a two and a half mile wide tornado, but we had ninety miles on the ground heads up, which you don't often get with that kind Fair. of storm, right? Fair. So there were some good things in the middle of this that that allowed a lot of people to survive and escape. But when the immediate uh, disaster relief hit the ground and we're talking to people to say what's the need where should Mm -hmm. we set up shop for the relief supplies and stuff like that we get to talk to some of the survivors and what their experiences were the first few days were just trauma but in the the next couple of weeks people calmed down a little bit and they were a little more willing to share their experiences and they actually needed to talk it out a bit Mm -hmm. we got some fantastic survivor stories because Mm -hmm. in a county Oh, I don't know what our population is. 80,000, maybe? this is Jones County. Yeah, 50,000, 80,000. Jones County in Mississippi. Yeah, Jones County, Mississippi. Yeah. Um, But I believe we only had two fatalities during the storm. Wow. Which is significant considering the scope of of the storm. But one of my favorite survivor stories from those weeks, there was... There was a family, and on this, the yard had two homes, Mm -hmm. and there were about 12 people in the two. In one of the homes, um, um, the storm's coming. The mother grabs her eight-month-old infant, and she bends over to protect the eight-month-old and also shield her unborn baby, which at the time Mm -hmm. was about 14 weeks gestation. Wow, wow. So she's covered, and she's bent over. The tornado hits their house, and something hits her in the back. It breaks her backbone, and the tornado sucks the baby out of her arms. And when everything comes to a stop and she looks up, she sees her eight-month-old infant about 70 yards away, like sitting up in a field, only one tiny scratch to even prove this wild ride that he had been on. 70 yards, 210 An eight-month-old sitting up in a field. Yeah, so it's... He survived, and her back is broken, and she's pregnant, Hmm. but she gets to the hospital. She heals. Baby Hmm. continues to grow. She eventually has this child. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's happy. Everybody survived. Like, it was an amazing story. And in the other house that was in the same yard, um, her her brother and his wife were in a house, and they had five children in the same house, and they're telling me the story about how the storm's coming, and they know they just have a moment. He throws the kids into the smallest room in the house so he um, gr- can grab a mattress and put it over them. And his wife bends over like the dryer, a washer and dryer unit, flips over her back like it's – it's dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. But he's got the mattress over the kids, so they're safe. These mm-hmm. five children, their home is completely decimated. And when they everything settles, they come out and the tethers that were holding their mobile home mm-hmm. in place, right? All of them had snapped except for the one tether that was going over the room where they were sheltering their children. And wow. That's, was that's, that like like they did this on purpose? Could this would be the one really strong tether? Or they just, this was, no, no. no you like don't know. Divine. You're just like, where's a hallway? Where's a closed in space where we, we might can 
squeeze everybody in for the most structural support around us and and yet still get a mattress on like it's that split second that you have that's why you're supposed to have a plan in place at a time where's my soup pot to put over my head (laughs) where can i shelter quickly (laughs) i see you do that a lot now i get it when you put a soup pot on your head you're like oh life is too much so many good reasons to wear if you don't have good tinfoil hat soup pot so much more reflective keep all the bad thoughts that's so true (laughs) the cia can barely control your thoughts with a soup pot on (laughs) thank you very much nsa is only getting what the nsa what I want the NSA to have. That's right. Yes. But wow. like so, this family survived and I was overwhelmed by what they had, but just by the fact that they were surviving. But that's not to say it wasn't difficult for them anyway, because all of a sudden, you know, these 12 people that lived in these homes are now homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was nothing left in that yard. I drove up on it the day after the storm and we couldn't even tell where the house sites were. Like oh. it was, it was total loss. They coordinated um, the res- the long-term recovery efforts, mm. and this family walked into the office one day several months later, and I thought that moment – it was really special to me because I'd been praying for this family from the moment that I heard their story, just praying for recovery but for restoration because so much was lost. When they came in a few months later, we were working with the nonprofit to uh, – try to get homes fixed, homes repaired for people who were either uninsured or underinsured. Yeah. Um, somehow between insurance and FEMA, just a lot of things can still slip through the cracks. Yeah. So the nonprofits step up to try to fill in the gap, and this family comes in, and I get to see all of them in one piece. Baby's born, eight-month-old, now a healthy one-year-old, mm. happy and all over the place. And I feel like, well, this is a great story. And then a few months roll by, and the um, the nonprofit's efforts have paid off, and a brand new home provided mm. by the donations of storm relief and churches and just area people wanting to help out have come together and built a house for this whole family to come and live under one roof and wow. and you know begin again. Hello, lovely friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it would mean the world if you would tell other people about this podcast and maybe even spam your social media accounts with just how much you're enjoying it. If you are, of course. Also, commenting and rating us on whatever platform you're downloading or streaming from is incredibly helpful to a little startup podcast like this one. On the other hand, if you are dissatisfied with your listening experience, Please leave all of that hate on someone else's podcast, just maybe to confuse them a little bit, right? But most of all, we hope you keep looking up and looking for the sunny side of life.